0: You're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women, killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, right, get out of here. Welcome to episode 31 of the Bossy Bitch podcast and my first podcast for 2022. I have deliberately held off a little bit from doing this podcast. I guess I needed to be ready, I guess, to reflect on the last 12 months. And Today seemed like the right day because today is one year exactly since I sold my business, a business that I loved and a business that I had for over 13 years and it was a little cash cow and it provided for my family and, you know, it was will always be one of the best decisions that I ever made. And I guess that was kind of the start of a pretty uh, hectic year for me, a year that was probably definitely the worst year of my life, hands down so far. (laughs) And I'm still laughing. So you know that saying, don't compare yourself in your losing season to someone that's in their winning season. Well, I've just come off the back of a pretty solid losing season. And I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to be honest about that. And I like to call it my year of collecting content for all my future TED Talks um, when I'm a massive success having come through this adversity because everybody loves a good tale of overcoming adversity. And I do believe if you haven't, yet experienced some kind of failure or epic hardship, then not to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I do believe it's coming for you because that's fucking part of life. And sometimes it all just piles up on you at once like it has for me in the last year. So on this day last year, it was the first day of a lockdown in Perth here. Lucky us, I know we've been a bit excluded from the rest of the world and haven't done a lot of lockdown time. But it was the first day and poor Melissa, who I sold my salon to, had her first ever day in business uh, shut down for the whole week. So that was pretty shit for her. And uh, I want to say it was shit for me, but I can't really complain (laughs) because I handed over my keys that day. Um, But she handled it like a boss. And Selling that business, a lot of people thought I was a bit mad because why would you sell a successful business that you love? I know I still sometimes think, Elsie, you fucking crazy. And like, I'm going to be real. I hate talking in numbers. I hate saying, oh, I had a six-figure business or a seven-figure business or whatever. I hate that shit. But I did, I paid myself a good six-figure income and I only worked a couple of days a week, which is not bad as a mother of three children. And yeah, I I didn't make the decision. I don't think you can make a decision to sell a business sporadically because it's a massive process for anyone that has been through it. It takes a really long time and it took me a few years of deciding and then loosely putting the word out there and then actually finding the right person and making that happen. It It's quite the process. So you have ample time to think about it and back out. But I stuck to it because it was something that I'd wanted to do because I knew deep down inside of me there was something else I was meant to be doing, which is this, my Elsa Mitchell uh, Beyond Bossy Bitch podcast. I do business mentoring and now I get to work with other women in business, uh, getting them to have the same love and joy and success that I had found in mine. And I always loved owning and running a business. I owned a hair salon for a long time, um, didn't love the hair, just really have always been obsessed with the ins and outs of running a business. So I literally cried nonstop for months um, leading up to the sale, but deep down inside, I knew that this was where I was meant to be. I also knew that I was up for a tough year because if anyone that's been listening for a while, I lost my best friend and business partner last year, Christy, to Breast cancer. She was 37 when she was diagnosed, and she had three little girls, beautiful little girls. And she, from 18, it took 18 months from diagnosis to her passing. And she was perfectly healthy, perfectly fit. And it was a very aggressive breast cancer that traveled to her brain. And if anyone's had been, which most of us have, Experienced a loved one go through this, it's fucking traumatic. And it was a process that took, you know, three or four months in the end. And that was quite crippling for me. And I had to completely rethink and restructure this business. So I'd left my other business to go all in with the Elsa Mitchell mentoring, which I'd started with Christy. So I had to rebrand, redo my website, kind of recreate my offerings, and as well deal with. Losing a friend and going off on my own. So that was pretty traumatic (laughs) to say the least. And amongst all of that, my marriage broke down and I got divorced. And I don't like to talk about that too much because it seems unfair to my children to get very public about that. But I will say it has and still is been an extremely stressful and Traumatic experience. So, yeah, last year I sold my business, took a leap of faith to go into this one, lost my best friend and business partner, and got divorced. And in that divorce, I actually ended up a little bit homeless, which is a story for another day. I own a five by two beautiful beachside property and nowhere to live. But that again is a story for another day. So, I've had a shit year. Luckily for me, I kind of knew it was going to be a tough year. And I'd work my ass off. I have worked through having every baby. I have never stopped working my ass off. And I knew that this was going to be a tough year. I knew that my friend was not going to make it. And, you know, I gave myself 12 months to grieve and to uh, probably be a little bit of a hot mess. I'm proud to say, not as much of a hot mess as I anticipated. (laughs) I didn't end up in the nut house, so I'm quite proud of that. I think, though, I can understand if anyone ever does end up there. You know, I've had so many friends say to me, it's the only way you're ever going to get a break, (laughs) and it's been tempting. But I've kept my shit together, and I've had to keep faith and trust in the process that it was all worth it and I was making good decisions and it would come out the other side. And I think I've also just had to accept that it's been a really shitty year and that that is what it is. <laughs> there's, there's no way around it. And I am really fortunate and grateful for the friendships and the relationships I've had in my life that have helped me to get through that. And I know when Christy got sick, one of our values in our business working together was we had two rules uh, for business and I still have those and I use them all the time in every workshop, every talk, everything I ever run. The first thing I tell everybody and some people who have come to me over and over again are like, oh my God, we've heard it a hundred times. But we had two rules for business, Christy and I. The first one was be consistent. So no matter what you're doing, whether it's Posting on social media, updating your website, writing a blog post, sending out emails, doing a podcast, do it consistently. And if you've been following my podcast, you will know that I have not been doing that consistently, but I think given what I've just told you about my year, I get a little bit of a free pass right now and 2022 is a new beginning and you're going to get sick of how consistently I am uploading these podcasts. So be consistent was the first one. And the second one was be a good human. And fuck, I believe this. Like no matter what you're doing in your business, be a good human. Give a shit about your clients. Love them. Look after them. Care for your staff. Love them. Look after them. You know, if people are commenting on your social media, respond to the comments. Don't be a dick nothing pisses me off more when i message people on instagram that don't even reply i'm like rude <laughs> and it's not like i'm sending generic like annoying salesy messages i'm being genuine and authentic and i it pisses me off when people can't give the time back to their followers so be a good human and christy and i were so big on building a community and building relationships and having a good moral compass compass sorry in our business and that paid off massively for christy while she was sick because the support she received excuse me i have a broken leg so i just had to move around oh yeah and i got a broken leg (laughs) i left that off yeah it was new year's eve (laughs) 10 30 at night and i broke my leg (laughs) I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> anyway, back to being a good human. Yes, so all the relationships that we had forged and we were we were building something together. And when Christy got sick, my God, every single day people I would wake up to messages offering her free day spa, free photography session for her and her family, free holidays, you name it. People were so kind and generous and I started a GoFundMe page last year for Christy and her family and she, (laughs) we raised over $80,000 and I think there was something like 650-ish people that donated to that page, 650, and most of those people had never even met Christy. They were parents from my kid's school not even her own kid's school friends of my friends um, friends of clients that we'd worked with it was unbelievable and it wasn't about the money it wasn't the money that brought Christy so much joy it was the seeing complete strangers the acts of kindness were amazing and the support was amazing and in something where you're kind of like fuck you cruel world you know you've taken this beautiful beautiful person why her? You know, there's so many fucking assholes getting around. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that was aggressive. And it made something that was really shitty and made you question the world a little less shitty because it was 650 acts of really beautiful kindness and generosity. And I saw people donate that I know don't have a lot. Um, So that, that was a game changer for me and for her. And Throughout my loss and my divorce and my hard year, the amount of people that have just been so incredibly supportive, uh, even breaking my leg, you know, the friends that are driving me around and picking me up and helping me move house and park. It's pretty hard to be angry and resentful at the world because I really am so, so lucky to have so many beautiful people in my life and so it goes back to something that you will always hear me say over and over and over and over again is that the relationships in your life are everything and that goes for in your business it goes for clients it goes for staff like it goes for suppliers or other people in business that you have connections with like getting out there and forging those relationships and building good relationships is one of the best things you can ever do for yourself because When you get into a shitty time, like I have, those are the people that will get you through it. And not only that, it's that (laughs) giving back. I think it's that giving back. So, you know... We all say as a business, you should be giving back, and everybody does it now. It's giving back to the environment, it's giving back through sustainability, recycling, or you might be part of a charity, or donating your time, or donating your services, all of these things. And we talk about it like it needs to be a part of your business model, which it does, but it needs to be authentic and it needs to be genuine. And you need to genuinely give a shit about the things you choose to contribute to. And one of my values. And one of the things we've always decided to do in all of our businesses is give back to the community. I think growing up on a farm and being a farm girl, that sense of community is really important to me. It's been ingrained in all of my values and all of my business businesses. So for me, it's community. And when you give back to the community, I couldn't believe when COVID hit, probably the year before I sold the salon, how generous my local community was. They were coming in, they were buying vouchers, they were spending money that that they didn't need to just to keep us going and I literally went home crying because overnight I had become someone I'd given so much in our local community, always donating to different local groups or charities or the first to – Fundraise for a client. We were always fundraising, always doing fun little charity events, dressing up. I've dressing up as Queen Elsa from Frozen a couple of times. We were always doing those things and and loving to do them. And so to then be on the other side of that, the receiving end of that was a really bizarre. <laughs> I suddenly I became the charity case for a minute there. And I would go home crying because I was just so overwhelmed with the happiness and joy of how kind people could be. And I'd like to thank all those people that I've mentioned today that have been so amazing to me over the last few years. And the reason I jumped on and did this episode now was not to whinge about my life, <laughs> which I'm sure you can all agree, it sounds like a bit of a train wreck. And I did an episode recently where I kind of talked about being authentic versus oversharing and it's a fine line because you want to be real and you want to be authentic and I hate it when people are like, oh, my God, you look like you're killing it and you're so good on the social media and blah, 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 and I'm like, "Well, actually, my fucking life's been a bit of a shit show in the background here. But then I think I can't be telling everybody all this stuff that's going on with me. Everyone will think I'm an absolute nutcase and no one will want to work with me because they'll think I can't handle it. So, it's tricky. So, I wanted to wait before I shared my year of hell. And I wanted to wait so that I was in a really good space to tell it without coming off looking like how I just described. And I also wanted to share it because that saying about being in the losing season and the winning season is fucking true. It is true. And I've had some winning seasons and they've been bloody good and I will have them again. But From the outside looking in, you might not have realized my losing season was a losing season, but it was. (laughs) And the way I've coped with it is good relationships that I spent years building beforehand. So I can't emphasize enough how important it is to invest your time into people. And I guess allow yourself when there's a shit time to just have the shit time and trust that in the end you'll get through it and you'll be okay and you can move on and have another winning season as I plan to in 2022 just as soon as this leg heals. (laughs) Yeah so that's my story for the last year and I've told it pretty quickly and pretty briefly because I'm not one to dwell on it but if you're having a shit time and you feel like you're in your losing season, it's okay. It's going to be okay um, and you're not alone and give give to people and they'll give to you and that's all I've got to say. And because I'm not a train work, if anyone does want to come and join me this year on my year of becoming Absolutely fabulous. Head on over to elsamitchell.com.au and check out how you can work with me either one-to-one or in my group mentoring program. I am about to head up to Port Hedland next month to share my story at the International Women's Day event up there for the Port Hedland Chamber of Commerce. I'm really excited about that and I hope to make some people laugh with my crazy story as I hope you've enjoyed it today as well thanks for listening thank you for listening to the bossy bitch podcast I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group bossy bitch